This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Romy Rome. Good afternoon. Good to see you. What's happening? Good to see you too, man. Hey, we're back for the second episode. Episode two. Of the Sober Life Audio Experience. How was your uh, How was your 4th of July, man? Oh my gosh, it was laid back. It was cool. Watched the fireworks up at Kate Sessions Park in Pacific Beach, San Diego. It was beautiful. What were you up to? That You know, it's, it, it's funny you say that because I was actually doing the exact same thing. Yeah, it was yeah. quite the show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was dope. It was cool. <laughs> we got to see some fireworks, got to hang out with good friends. And, you know, Fourth of July, I know, is a holiday that for, for a lot of young people, for a lot of people in sobriety and mm-hmm. in recovery, it's a very hard holiday. Yeah, definitely. A lot of drinking. Yeah. Holy crap. It's like It's like people almost forget what the holiday is even for. Right. And it's just like an excuse to go out and get plastered drunk and mm-hmm. act a fool. Mm-hmm. No, it felt good to not uh, have to do that right. this year yeah. and actually be able to get to enjoy it with people that really mattered. Totally. That so was huge. It's huge. What's today's podcast going to be about? You know, I, w- I was thinking um, about topics and, and one that just came out to me is both of us are young. Both of us are successful. I'm 98, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and both of us are sober. And That's so true. like what better three things to talk about than being young, being successful in sobriety. Roman, I love it. I think that's a great topic to get into. Boom. Good. Well, well if we're going to get into it, we got to come from somewhere. Yeah. So I think the best place to come from is uh, kind of the beginning. I think I should kick it off or do you want to yeah, get Yeah, yeah, go it? for it. I would love to hear, you know, uh, last, last week we kind of introduced the audience a little yeah, bit about yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity to talk, talk about more of... When we we stepped into this life of sobriety. yeah, so I'll talk to you guys. Uh, so I grew up in Central California, a small farming community outside of the Sequoia National Park. My dad owned an agricultural service business, and since like ten, eleven years old, I was uh, working in the shop. I was working in the mach- with the machines. We uh, he owned a business that uh, mechanically hedged, top shredded and pruned, stump grinded. Um, Citrus, um, walnuts, almonds, pistachios, just trees all over the state, uh, Nevada, Arizona. So I worked in a shop. Uh, I had a job as a dishwasher at a local cafe when I was 16. I've had jobs in as servers, bussers. Uh, I've, d- I've done all kinds of different stuff. Right. At 18, uh, I got my personal training certification. You know, I had uh, my first uh, my first dabble, my first run with trying to get sober when I went to rehab when I was 17. Okay, and uh, got into personal training. Uh, was running with that for a while, and one of the issues I had in early sobriety was uh, I didn't have a lot of friends. Hmm. So I just really? kind of became a gym rat, and there wasn't that many young people getting sober around me. Was this uh, where? Where was this? This was in Visalia, okay. California. Okay, small community. Yeah, small, small community. Didn't really have any like 
people under the age of 30 around me. I was like 17, 18 years old. Right. Got really into the gym, really into fitness. And before you know it, got my personal training certification and ran with personal training. Mm-hmm. Loved it. What I realized about it is I loved helping people. I loved motivating, inspiring, evoking in them the potential that uh, was possible. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I, I kind of made this decision in rehab that I would go in for uh, nursing. My mom's a nurse, and she always kind of, you know, planted the seed in my head that, you know, you could do nursing, Brian. Like, you can work a couple days a week, take <laughs> care of people, you know, you can travel and blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of had this, I knew I loved the human body. Right. And I started, you know, going to school. And uh, while being a personal trainer, uh-huh. you have a pretty flexible schedule. I imagine so. Yeah. So I ran with that. Um, you know, I had some successes and some hardships. You know, I I was getting my prereqs done for nursing school. And in the meantime, I had moved to San Diego to be with my brother to mm-hmm. pull a geographic to get sober. Like that works. Yeah. Right. I don't know if any of our listeners have ever tried to move somewhere and get sober. <laughs> yeah. Like the move itself will actually somehow have magic powers over me and I'll just become sober. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what? It worked for a little bit because uh, I was I was really hopeless when I when I came down to San Diego and I was very willing to do whatever it took. Yeah. Oh my god, I would have yeah. done anything. I would have walked to L.A. to get my sponsor a <laughs> cup of coffee if he asked me to. And and how long did that last? Well, it lasted a couple years. Okay. It lasted almost two years to the point that I moved back home to Visalia, got back into training, and. Uh, let me talk about the 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 addict, the alcoholic drive for success. Yes, please. Within three months of moving back home, I was uh, nineteen. I uh, or no, I was twenty one. Got promoted three times in a month, in like two months. Ended up being the area supervisor. I oversaw three gyms and had a sales goal of over a hundred thousand dollars a month. Wow! And uh, I was sober, but this money and this prestige this outward appearance right. really played into my head and uh i bought the bmw i got the girl that friend zoned me in high school <laughs> and i just like kind of stopped working a program and yeah, started you... stop doing the basic things that i did early on that was helping me live a sober successful happy life right you thought you made it yeah i thought i made it guys yeah and what i ended up making was a. Uh, some Long Island iced teas, mm. a lot of alcohol, and that first drunk after almost two years sober ended me butt naked with my big brother having to f- <laughs> pick me up oh, in the neighbor's flower beds like two blocks away. Oh, savage. God. That savage. Sounds, that sounds wonderful. What a, what a wonderful time. Oh, my God. It was, uh, it was quite the experience, guys. You know that thing about you know drinking? You pick up right where you left off. Right. So true. So true. I'll fast forward this story and we'll give uh, Romy a shot here. Guys, what happened for me was uh, I did end up getting into nursing school. I was loaded. I initially started school um, using illegal drugs, drinking heavily, joined Mm -hmm. a fraternity, and uh, was feeling really conflicted. I had a head full of things I had learned in recovery and a belly full of booze, which does not make a good mix. I uh, got a job taking care of a man in his late 90s and while I was in nursing school, which was totally a blessing. 
And after school, guys, I got into uh, the ICU. I was a new grad, RN, 23 years old, working in a local hospital in San Diego as an RN. Um, I was the only one in my class to get a job in the ICU. And I had this whole goal and this whole dream. One of the main reasons I wanted to do nursing was so that I could get into anesthesia school. Yeah, I I remember that. I remember that being your end goal. Yeah, guys. And, uh, you know, what ended up happening after a few years working in a medical ICU, a neurosurgical trauma ICU, a cardiac ICU, and a surgical ICU is um, I got in. I got into school to do anesthesia, and I didn't go. Wow. I didn't go. I took another job working in uh, marketing uh, for a superfoods company. And the point of this whole, like, kind of long drawn out story, if you guys will, is that you don't always know what the future is going to hold. Right. But one thing you do know, and one thing I do know, is that by being sober, anything is possible. Not being sober for me today is like taking away options in life. For sure. For sure. And it leads back to a place of things that happen that I don't ever want to have happen again. Yeah, it seems like not being sober, it really does take options off the table. And it really limits you. Yeah. And it it lowers the ceiling of potential. Big time. Big time. The opportunities, the connections, the people... Um, the experiences I've had over this, like the co- my course so far, right. has brought me to where I'm at, and has opened the door to many things I don't think would have ever have occurred having not been sober. Sure. So it's so powerful um, the decisions that we make and our ways of being that we reflect out in this mm. world, how the universe responds right back to us. Right. So, Roman, let's get into you. Why don't you give us a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, background, your success, why being sober is relevant, how it's uh, impacted you, and caused you to be this young, handsome, sober devil that you are. Oh, quit it. Oh, quit (laughs) it. Yeah, uh, my story is not too far off from yours, Brian. I, um, you know, I, I was, I always had motivation and always drive, and I think that, you know, people who are afflicted with addiction and alcoholism, around the world would agree that we have this internal motivation, this internal fire to just really be the best and and get the most out of life. Now, unfortunately, a lot of us succumb to drugs and alcohol and it, and it really holds us back from doing really anything in life. Mm -hmm. But I remember from a young age, I always wanted to be successful and, and, and the, the picture I painted changed uh, over the course of years of what success looked like, but I always wanted to be the best. You know, right. I, I played hockey um, at a re- at a pretty high level. I was really good at hockey. That was my dream at one point was to be in the NHL. Right. Um, I was 17, and I started, you know, experimenting with drugs. And mm-hmm. at this point, you know, I was in full flight from reality. I was totally in the depths of the disease. Yeah. And I walked away from that. And I traded that in for the military. I joined the Marine Corps. And... I recall when I joined the Marine Corps that I wanted to be the best and I wanted to be the greatest. And of course, like the story continues in my life is that drugs and alcohol followed you. Yeah, it it kept me from achieving any greatness. Everywhere you went, there they were. And and so, yeah. And so like like hockey and like other things in life, I quit. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, The military actually helped me quit. 
it was a mutual parting of ways, if you will. Mm, gotcha. But, but drugs and alcohol were the source. And then I remember after the military, um, not really understanding what it is that I wanted to do in life. Because the other thing about addiction, alcoholism that I know is that it really does consume your identity mm-hmm. and you actually become what you're doing. Yeah. So drinking and using was my lifestyle. It was, I wait, I would wake up in the morning and drink and use until I went to bed. And there wasn't really any concern for other people. There wasn't any concern for my future. It's like when you're really, in the depths of that disease, that's all you're thinking about. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I traded in my future. I like to think, like, I I, I like to say I had, like, a ticket, like mm-hmm. a golden ticket, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I had a golden ticket to go <laughs> uh, have this magnificent life, and I traded it in for, you know, momentary um, joys mm-hmm. and momentary uh, checkout periods. Right. And... What happened though is like when I got sober and and, uh, and I got introduced to sobriety young, um, and what I realized is in the times where I was sober mm-hmm. and functioning at a hundred percent, like right. I was killing it. Yeah, I was killing it in life, getting and, things done, accomplishing, yeah. feeling good, yeah. happy, satisfied, worth. Yeah, and and one thing for me is that um, you know I. I did some time in, in prison and jails and, mm-hmm. and, you know, what that looks like in, in that part of life. And upon getting released, I remember being homeless for a little while mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is my life. And then really, I could all trace it back to like one moment of clarity where I woke up and I said, this, this is not working out for me. Right. The, this situation and this path that I've taken in life isn't suiting me and I, it's unacceptable. Right. And at that point I made a decision and the decision wasn't to get sober. The decision mm-hmm. wasn't to, I'm not going to get a job. It was just a decision of I'm not giving up on myself and mm-hmm. I'm going to fight for myself. You know, I want to make a quick point right here is uh, I never had a problem drinking and doing drugs because I accepted it mm-hmm. for most of the time that yeah. I was using and drinking. And that was a lie that kept me loaded for such a long time. Right. What happened, and I think what happens with most of us, is our lifestyle no longer becomes acceptable. Mm-hmm. And then we want to do something about it, and we find we can't. Yeah. And that's what one of the main things that makes an alcoholic an alcoholic and an addict an addict, when you want to stop but cannot. Yeah. I mean, if, if things were different... If I was able to pursue my dreams and goals and drink and use drugs and it not affect any areas of my life, like I wouldn't be here today talking to you guys about yeah, sobriety, right. right? I would be 100% going out there and doing that. Right. But, but the fact is for me and a lot of people in, in the same situation as I was, that that reality was not an option. Yeah. And so I made the decision to fight for my life. Yeah. And I mean fight like I'd never fought for anything like a else maniac in my life. on a mission. Like I wanted to get better so bad that I checked myself into treatment and I was 23 at the time and I I just got so t- sick and tired of people saying, "Wow, Roman, he has so much potential." Yeah, right. He has so much potential. Like it's not a compliment. How many talks? How many times have we had right? that talk? It's not a compliment to say I have so much potential because that implies that I'm not living that potential. Right. And so I got a job. My first job in sobriety, I was an electrician. 
And I had no, no, I, I had no that. education, no formal training, no nothing. I just landed this job. It just kind of fell in my lap. Yeah. And what I did was I worked my butt off mm-hmm. and I put in the effort and I put in the time and I learned the stuff and I became, and I was like on a mission to be the best electrician I could possibly be. Yeah. But I found out in the process that my heart was not into it. Mm-hmm. Right. But like other things in my life, I traded in my passion for a paycheck and mm-hmm. a lot of people do that and i'm not saying this is right or wrong i'm just saying this is a reality is it a lot of people will put their dreams aside put their passions aside put their visions aside for a paycheck and i and and that became unacceptable to me but i wasn't going to make any major moves and and if you remember this story i then broke my leg mhm traumatic experience broken in like three spots you know and you want to tell everyone how you did that <laughs> so i got off work at this ele- amazing electrical job i got off work early and decided to take this early break to go to an indoor trampoline park that was meant for children <laughs> and i went into this indoor trampoline park and i was like oh my gosh i could do double backflips now something i've always wanted to do so i went and did double black flips. And broke my leg terribly. I tore my Achilles, had multiple surgeries. But what it did was I got put uh, metal um, rods. I remember this. And I think this breakdown ended up being a huge blessing for you. It was huge. And this is the universe doing for me what I could not do for myself. Tell us what happened. Is that in the process of these surgeries, they had to put metal rods in my leg. Now, when I went back to go to work... As an electrician, they were like, you can't do this anymore. You have metal rods in your legs. Right. And I was devastated. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is I'm, I'm, this is my mission now. What am mm-hmm. I going to do? And I remember having a late night conversation with a friend. And they were like, what are you really passionate about? And I was like, I want to help people. And they're like, well, how do you want to do that? I was like, I want to help people in recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, people who suffer from addiction. Maybe yeah. kids. I don't know. And they were like, why don't you go to school? Why don't you do that? And I remember making another decision, right? Like, my mm-hmm. life is just a bunch of decisions followed by some action. Right. And in this decision, I made the decision that, hey, I'm going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And I applied for school, got in school, did school, like, immediately got a job working in the field of recovery as a counselor. What kind and, of schooling did you do, Roman? Yeah, I went to school for um, alcohol and uh, drug addiction studies at uh, San Diego City College. And like everything else in life, like I go all out, right? And I did, and I got all A's, mm-hmm. and I did, I did extremely well, and it landed me a really good job working in the field, mm-hmm. and it and it really put me in the position to have mentors in my life that really helped me develop my craft and mm-hmm. find my passion. And now today, you know, you know that was a few years ago, and today mm-hmm. what that's turned into is starting my own company. Yeah. And starting my own business and really helping people the way that I want to help people. And and today I realize that this is my passion. This is my mm-hmm. purpose. This is my dream. This is my goal. This is all I ever wanted out of life and I, I never knew it. Yeah. And I get to do that on a daily basis. What a blessing. It is. Roman, what are some of the nuggets we can leave some of our listeners with today about um, being young, sober, successful? Well, first of all, I, I got to split this question up into two categories, all right, because I feel like we have two p- 
people that are listening. Mm. We have people who are listening who are afflicted with addiction mm-hmm. and alcoholism who are probably listening to this, nodding their head the whole time because <laughs> they know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And then we have another audience of people who don't really know about addiction or what mm-hmm. alcoholism really means mm-hmm. or what that looks like or how it affects you. And they're probably listening because they're curious. Yeah. Right? And so for the audience... Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're glad that you're curious. Right? Because we have some answers for you that you might not get elsewhere. Right. And for the, the crowd that is afflicted with addiction or alcoholism, I would yeah. say this. That sobriety... Whether you have it right now or not, whether you want it right now or not, mm-hmm. could be the greatest thing you've ever done. Game changer. Because it, it'll open up doors, right? And and if you're honest with yourself and you're real with yourself, you know you have that fire within mm-hmm. your heart, within your soul, within mm-hmm. your being. Yes. It's there. It might not be on fire like it used to be, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. And if there's even a spark left, why not add some fuel to that fire and really take off in life? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's really not a better way to do that. And, you know, one of the main purposes behind this podcast is that being sober is cool. Yeah. It's fun. Like, yeah. it's such a great way to and live. It's, it's, a, it's a healthy lifestyle alternative. For yeah. those that are listening that don't know if you have a problem or don't think <laughs> you have a problem, let me just ask you this, right? Like, we do a lot of things in life to put us in a position to be happy to be successful to be mm-hmm. smarter to be to make more money like what would happen if you cut drinking and drugs out of your life and use this new lifestyle as a way of being what doors may open as a platform or a launch pad right for the college kids that are getting c's and, and b's in school because you're partying on the weekends and not to say that's right or wrong, right. but what would your life look like if you didn't party on the weekends and you really took that time mm-hmm. that you have in your early 20s mm-hmm. to really focus on what you're learning and how to apply that to life? What mm-hmm. if you took that time? Like, what could your life look like? To, to the housewife, right? Yeah. Who's drinking every night because stressed with life. You have children and, and like life is difficult. What, what, what would it look like to cut out that drinking and really face your problem like face that stress right in the face yeah seriously what are the possibilities limitless endless so i mean this this conversation about sober as you know something that people need to to be because they have a problem with drugs and alcohol is really that's like an ancient that's like a (laughs) neanderthalic type (laughs) Um, conversation that people are having that like oh sobriety sucks and it's, and it's for people that are sell out yeah it's for like homeless people and, <laughs> and people that end up in psych wards like nah. nah like like sobriety can be like the next coolest thing you've ever done yeah right like if people you can ch- do it <laughs> people change their diet people work out in the gym people go to to great lengths at in reading self help books. Yeah. And freaking cookbooks and you name it. People yeah. are always doing stuff to improve mm-hmm. their way of being. Yeah. Like why is this not on the table? Why are we not talking about this as a healthy alternative? Right? Like cut the drugs and the alcohol out of your life and see what happens. Right. People will do it for a low carb diet. Yeah. Right? right. Oh, I'll cut alcohol out because I'm on, on no carbs. But if we're talking about, hey, like, what's the real potential in your life by doing this? They're like, whoa. 
you know? Yo, dude. You just like, yeah. you just hit a hot button. Yeah, I know. So that's really the conversation we're trying to have is that mm-hmm. obviously you and I are, are sober. Yeah. We're young. We're successful. Yeah. We got sober early. 22. Yeah, early in our 20s. And, you know, the majority of our 20s have been sober and the results speak for themselves. Yeah, and we just want to inspire others that, you know, it's it's not lame. It's not selling out, that it's actually a, yeah. life, a life worth living. You get one shot at life and you get to be responsible as the sole and uncontested author of the life that you live. And uh, you can write the most amazing, enrolling, loving, yeah. beautiful story that you can. Or you can just splat ink on a page yeah. and wish and hope and dream and I would, of what could have been. I would, um, I would invite you guys who are listening to really challenge your stance on sobriety. Mm-hmm. Really dig deep and challenge what you think you know about sobriety and what you think you know about your own drinking and drugging. Yeah. Right? Because it may be a lot different than you perceive it. If, if I'm drinking to be more sociable... That means that I have social inadequacies, Mm -hmm. which may or may not even be the truth. Right. Right? But you've been doing it for so long that it becomes second nature. Yeah. You know? So what would the fear of, oh, I'm not going to drink anymore. Oh, people will judge me. Is that even valid? Right. And and really, if people do judge you, are their judgments even valid? Right. Right? Absolutely. Like, Like, this is our life. Like, we get, like Brian said, we have one life. To live, mm-hmm. and you have to live it unapologetically. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to live it for you. Mm-hmm. Make the best decisions for you, so that you can give your gifts to the world. Right, guys. Like I, 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 this is something that you know I continue to come up against and come back to is that like we have these gifts, and like it's up to us to find them and then give them away. Yeah, over and over and over again. Give it away. Yeah, we're all here for a reason. Mm-hmm. There's purpose behind everyone's life. Mm-hmm. From from the from the person that goes to church every Sunday to the person who is agnostic and doesn't know what's going on to the person who is like definitely atheist. <laughs> like, there's one common thread. Like, yeah. there's purpose to life. Yeah, and everyone, I believe this, and I know you do too. That everyone is here for a reason. Yeah. You know, and it's like a puzzle piece, mm-hmm. right? Like all these pieces of the puzzle coming mm-hmm. together to create this wonderful picture. Yeah. But if you're just over on the side and unwilling to move and jump into the puzzle and, and add yeah. to life, then then really what's what's your purpose here? Guys, we're getting close to wrapping it up. But before so, I would just invite you to look at the idea that the only way to learn something in life is with a question and not an answer. And at the end of the day, what is going to set us free and what's going to take us further than we've ever gone before is seeing the truth. No doubt. And the best way to do that is by asking questions. You know, we've presented you with a few today in the topic of drugs and alcohol. I might ask myself is when I start drinking, can I control the amount that I drink and use? Right. Or from a sober state of mind, when I appear to make a decision to stop, can I stay stopped? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is uh, no to those questions, 
maybe dive in and uh, investigate that, explore it, notice it, and what comes up for you. And if the answer is yes, I would say, uh, how much further could you take your life not being slowed down by alcohol and drugs, but instead catapulted by a zest, a pizzazz, like a love for life, Mm. uninhibited. Yeah, that's a great point, Brian. And I would even go a step further and say, even if you don't think you have a perceived, and I'm using air quotations, perceived (laughs) problem with drugs and alcohol, like just ask yourself, what would my life look like Mm -hmm. if I were to cut out the partying, cut out the drinking, cut out the smoking weed, yeah, what would it look like? You know, what, what, what is the potential? Yeah. Right? Because that frees up a lot of time. Create a vision of what it could be. Yeah. That's beautiful. I like that. Totally. So I think, I think that's a wrap for us. That's a wrap. I want to give a shout out to uh, my boy David Jensen. He's got a documentary premiering July 29th, hashtag sex sells. It's going to be in the downtown library in San Diego. This is going to be quite the premiere black tie event. Um, And guys, we want to support other causes, other people like-minded on a mission to bring love, happiness, and joy to the earth. So check out David Jensen, sex cell, hashtag sex cells. It's coming up the end of July. Word. Yeah. And, And for anyone else that has anything out there, you want to be a part of this movement, please reach out to us. Please. We want feedback. We want to We want to get some questions. We want to hear some more topics. Yes. We've got some cool stuff coming up. We've got some great guests. We've got some pretty controversial issues. Yes, we're going to be covering it all, and we would love for you guys to be a part of this podcast. Heck yeah. We're in this together. Yes, sir. Right on. Talk Peace. later, guys. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.